You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good afternoon for what will be your Friday. Uh, last night, the equipment had the better of things and just didn't have the patience, but still plenty of stuff, obviously, for you guys to get through. You have, uh, obviously, the post-game show from the Rams. You have the PFF night with John Costco, uh, Pete and I with the mailbag on Tuesday, the crossover edition. And then uh, Pete and I again on Wednesday night, which went out Thursday. So plenty of stuff to uh, keep you going here, uh, your local experts on the biggest stories, Cleveland Browns-wise, for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Your packed auto insurance, Cleveland Browns pregame show brought to you by the Packed Auto app. Go ahead and check it out and start imagining the pause abilities. Pete, we've got a game here Sunday, 1 o'clock. It's a little weird going back to the 1 o'clock kickoff time. Um, I won't not miss getting to bed at a normal hour, So, but we'll get right back to that, obviously, next week with the San Francisco 49ers. Pete, uh, Baltimore thoughts to this point. Look, I understand people, you know, look, two and one, rightfully so, start off by scoring a ton of points. But, um, you know, you, you want to talk about two of the doormats of the league, and they're still on the Cleveland Brown schedule to come. I mean, you know, you can't go puffing your chest too much with the fact that you got two victories over the Arizona Cardinals and the Miami Dolphins. No, and and that's why I don't get too caught up in the idea of, you know, this must-win thing because, you know, if, if the Ravens win, they're 3-1 and one and the Browns are 1-3, and three, and that seems like a big deal. But the Ravens have played, you know, three of the worst defenses in the league, uh, beat two of them, and obviously lost the, the Chiefs, who are, are a quality team. But the Browns are going to see all those teams and ultimately uh, should be fine at that point, but um, it's a big deal. Obviously it's a, you know, it's a division game. It's an opportunity to sort of make a statement in terms of your preparation and all the things you did in the off season, because you, you know, you knew Lamar Jackson was coming. You've been planning for it. Uh, Steve Wilkes talked about how he had uh, his players watch some of Greg Roman's offense with Colin Kaepernick back when he was with the 49ers. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know, you know, if, if this game is going to feature a ton of points, but it's at least going to be interesting to see how uh, the two teams I, – because I, I, I think so much of this er, this game in the early part of it could be a feeling out process. Uh, yeah, look, Mark Ingram's, you know, obviously we'll get into this here, you know, uh, Ravens offense versus the Browns defense. Um, you know, look, Mark Ingram, they're kind of just, you know, hammering away with Mark Ingram. At the end of the day, you know, you look at the three defensive lines they faced to this point. Um, I'm not too concerned. Um, if you can shut down the Los Angeles Rams running game, you can contain Le'Veon Bell. And really, Derrick Henry didn't really get much going to him until it was, you know, that one was established and put to bed. So I'm not too concerned about, you know, Mark Ingram, so to speak, hammering away at you. Um the thing with Lamar, and we had talked about this all offseason, was he couldn't essentially come back and run the same offense he ran the year before. Um, a, number one, it was, you know, it, it wasn't sustainable for quarterback health-wise. A, number two, you know, with everything, somebody is eventually going to catch on and they're going to counter it and counter punch back, you know, to what you're starting with. So uh, they're giving the opportunity to throw the ball here, um, you know, it, it's gotten better. But, of course, you know, the two victories, you're talking about absolute cupcakes, um, he, he, I, I don't know if he's ever going to be an elite passer, Pete. That's just not going to be who he is. 
Um, but I, I do think adding in Hollywood Brown here was probably huge because the way he can, you know, treat and the way he can challenge the absolute top of any zone is only going to make things easier opening it up for all these tight ends that they like to use. And, you know, with creating, you know, a lot of space where you got it does completion percentage. Pete? Yeah, the the Ravens, th- this was the big thing they had to have was a way to keep the secondary honest and keep them back and, and create lanes for Lamar Jackson to be able to sort of exploit with his legs. And then having all those tight ends makes it so they've got sort of ways to attack every level of the field. Now, you can – debate how effective those guys are at doing those various things, but that's nevertheless what they're, they're trying to do. And to this point, it's been successful to the tune of, you know, 300 and something yards passing and 200 and something yards rushing per game. And they haven't turned the ball over yet. So, you know, you can, we can talk about the schedule. We can talk about all the things that they don't have uh, in terms of proof and everything, but, you know, that's, that's where you want to be. And, and I think that's going to be a big part of this. The Browns have to be able to force a turnover, you know, be the first one to do that. And I think their defensive line is really, really well uh, suited to defend this group. And I think this could be a game where Olivier Vernon, you know, for anyone who's not sure he's great, uh, could really show his value, could really show some of the things he's sort of able to do. Um, but yeah, I, I think this becomes a a, a tough uh, test for this defense, just in terms of the way the Ravens can sort of attack you, and you have to be honest to your assignments and smart and all those things, because if you're not, uh, they're going to get you with misdirection, or you get caught sort of looking for the ball, and they're going to be their pads are under you and they're moving the ball, uh, so that's that's difficult, and obviously it doesn't look like they're going to have. Ward or Greedy this week or Morgan Burnett. Uh, so, you know, you do get to Marius Randall back, which is obviously useful. Um, but you're going you're gonna to have a lot of those secondary guys uh, who played last week in there again. And it's a big test to deal with somebody like Marquise Brown and those tight ends. Um, and we had talked about this last week. Um, you know, if it's going to be a heavy dose of Terrence Mitchell, it's going to be a heavy dose of TJ Carey. You know, one thing they got and the advantage they have over some, someone like Hollywood Brown, now the Ravens can counteract this by obviously, you know, keeping him off the line of scrimmage, putting him in motion is you got to, I mean, look, you know, there's no getting around it. The kid weighs maybe 175 pounds soaking wet. You got to beat the living daylights out of him in the line of scrimmage because if he gets a clean release, I mean, there's maybe two defensive backs in total in the entire NFL that can run with this kid. I would not be surprised at all if the Browns get flagged a couple times for illegal contact for that, just that beating the shit out of him, you know, just every, every time he comes off the line of scrimmage, you have somebody who's trying to, whether it's a a linebacker or whatever, every play you're having somebody try to get a hit on him. So he's at least thinking about it when he comes off the line of scrimmage, because if you can do that, that makes a big difference in terms of his mindset and those things, because like you said, he's 160 pounds. Uh, you know, that's 
you know, th th that's nothing for some of these guys. And he may bounce off them in that respect. Yeah, I look, I mean, so you get got to get, you know, got to get all over him because the thing with him is, is the plays that, you know, the plays he's going to make, it, it's going to be 40 and 50 yard chunks or it's going to be six. And that's, that's going to be the most difficult part. Um, the other with you, I, you know, they have not seen a defensive line like they're about to see on Sunday. And, you know, uh, the other th key thing I want, though, is Pete, I want to see more of the moving around of Miles Garrett. You know, you, it's, you know, yeah, he's a great player, but you don't have to match him up. You know, left tackle each and every play. And the other thing is, you know, having these, you know, having the play called by them in the huddle, most of the time they're assuming that's where Miles Garrett's going to be. You get to the line and you've got five seconds, but now you've got to completely change your protection scheme because now all of a sudden, you know, Miles Garrett is, you know, shaded over your right guard. It, it just, it, it creates confusion for the offense. And right now that's one of the best things they can do to create confusion because they, you know, they're playing with such a shorthanded secondary. So they really can't do it that way. And not to mention you have some guys that, you know, aren't really used to playing period in that secondary or playing together as well. So there's not much way you can mask coverage is there. Essentially the best way to do it is to, you know, create the confusion at, at least for you know uh the pass blocking schemes right i think anything that makes lamar jackson think uh or be aware of, of where guys are lined up i think gives you an inherent advantage which is always useful um it's hard to really i like i, I have you know i'm all for moving miles gear inside doing some of those things my question i have is i don't know if it benefits them the way it did last week because right, I mean, Miles Garrett already owns Ronnie Stanley, um, and 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 I think Olivier Vernon is really well suited against uh, Zeus Jr. So maybe there's some some spots where we're going the interior like that makes some sense, uh, just to mix things up and and you know maybe Gennard Avery plays more than two snaps even though he's you know got uh, a tackle on half of those. So maybe they actually use him more because I think he's a really good fit for dealing with this type of thing. I don't, you know, Chad Thomas, whatever. I don't think he's really suited to this style of quarterback or this style of offense. Having said that, you know, if Chad Thomas can be useful, then he theoretically could be there to sort of uh, just pound them inside uh, to see if they can avoid, you know, some of that heavy running from Mark Ingram. But again, I, I, to me, I'd rather have, uh, I'd have uh, rather have Avery out there. Uh, well, it, you know, just more athletic, and you know, obviously the plays he makes, obviously, were a lot more, you know, <laughs> crucial, beneficial. You know, look, like Chad Thomas, you know, he's off the pine, he's getting some time, um, but you know, stuffing some things out in goal line, whatever, and because he's a bigger defensive end, you know, you'll take it. You'll be happy with it. It's obviously better than inactive city to this point here. This episode of Lockdown Browns is brought to you by Blinkist. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books. All the books you want and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Lockdown, all caps, Try it for free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. At the end of the hard, end of a long week, hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and obviously watch some football, guys. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives. Running backs running down the sidelines with no one to catch them. There's nothing else like the NFL, and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than to bet on them. 
So do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sports book. Don't forget who you're betting with is almost as important as who you are betting on. And that's why mybookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play. It is where you should too. Um, obviously, you know, we've talked about this. It's in-game. Um, so if you bet on the game, come halftime, it's not working out for you. Back to wager in there on the second half. Try to save yourself some money. Over, under on fantasy points. The amount of people that play fantasy football now is through the charts. So bet on over, unders, uh, whatever. You know, I mean, lots of things to do. Go ahead, fire up ag. Use the promo code, all caps, locked on to activate the offer. That's promo code, locked on, all caps, no space. You play, you win, you get paid from mybookie.ag. Now, Pete, obviously, we're going to flip it up to the other side of the ball here. Um, and look, I, again, I guess, you know, as we're trending here with this injury report, you know, it looks Rashard Higgins again. Um, apparently, what it is is, you know, it's it's the cutting aspect of it. And, you know, look, I mean, to move straight line is fantastic. But if you can't cut as a wide receiver, you're pretty much, you know, you're a dead man walking, essentially. So no Rashard Higgins. Um, it's, uh, you know, Antonio Callaway back as of Monday. That does us no good here this week. Damian Ratley's been stepping up. Piece, it, it's it's got to get on track. And look, the Ravens secondary is a little banged up. And the Ravens do not have the pass rush they did for the, what has been their run as this Ravens defense. It's Matthew Judon and it's Pernell McPhee's old ass. But there's not much really else there. They show a lot of guys at the line of scrimmage. They do bring some. They draw others. I'm assuming they're going to continue to do this because Baker's had some issues himself identifying coverages and things of that nature. But you, if you got to get six going, and if it's not now, you know, you're going to get nervous as to when it's going to be. We know it's there, but, uh, you know, you don't want to be obviously three games behind the leader in the division after one month, but it's, it's time Pete for six to get going. Well, I mean, it, it is a question of when, and obviously it's not easy to then have to have to do it against Baltimore Ravens team that features, you know, Marlon Humphrey and, and Earl Thomas and, and uh, you know, some of those other players like Tony Jefferson, although I don't think he's as good as he has been, um, that just offers you a, a great deal of challenge in terms of how you want to play that, that defense. But uh, I think the Ravens, um, in terms of their defensive line, are, are, are effective. I just think they're relatively one note. They don't have a lot of ways to do things. They're, they're more of a power team. Uh, Matt Judon's got some quickness, but they don't have a lot of sort of options in terms of their ability to sort of bend around the edge the way they have in the past. So that sort of seemingly plays to the Browns' strengths, although that's not really what Eric Cush does terribly well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if it's getting the ball out of Baker Mayfield's hands, and because they aren't a terribly uh, fast front, um, they're more of a power team that should help enable him to get the ball out more on time or not feel like it's he's got to rush himself, which should make it a little bit easier, which uh, certainly valuable. Um, but uh, between that and, and, and if you can get – he doesn't have to be a superstar. He just has to be effective um, the way the defense is playing. If you can get just effective, um, you're going to be more than happy because that, that's, that's enough to win right now. Uh, the issue – you're having is it seems to be all or nothing like Baker will have a driver a quarter where he looks fantastic and they go right down the field and score. And then the next time they get the ball or the next half or whatever, 
they get that constipated offense going where there's just stagnation and you're sitting there going, well, what, what's the deal? So it is just a matter of time when it's going to happen. And certainly the Browns are hoping earlier than later. And perhaps some of the familiarity with the Ravens helps in this scenario that, you know, this is uh, the, the teams he, the team he beat was the Jets. Obviously he's familiar with Greg Williams and some of the things he's seen from them, although he, you know, he still wasn't great, but certainly enough to win. Uh, th there is some familiarity here. He does have a sort of a feel for what the Ravens are. Um, and maybe that sort of helps get him just playing uh, faster football. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, it, you know, it's his third start against the Baltimore Ravens. It's his second road start against the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, himself, you know, he's, you know, said, obviously it's time to pick it up a little bit. Um, this, it, it would be one here. And again, this is, you know, these are the games where you went out to acquire an Odell Beckham. You, you, you know, in order to win division games, in order to play against tougher opponents, this is what you brought in the headline attraction for. Um, and, it, you know, some people are, you know, bringing it up on Odell. And I mean, the percentage on the targets has been fantastic. I mean, he can't literally throw the passes to himself. So it's, that's not it. But this is one, Pete, where you need Odell. And look, you know, the screen game last week, you know, it worked to a point. Uh, please don't be running out those tired, same tired-ass screens that you ran eight times last week. Keep the fourth and nine draw in your pocket. Um, maybe it's time to maybe start incorporating Nick Chubb into just a little bit more than the screen, the screen game. Well, I mean, the, the, the thing is, like, uh, it, it's another deal where it feels like it's all or nothing with Nick Chubb when he's – Lined up in the backfield, it's screen or nothing. When it's when they go into empty formations, he runs routes like a receiver. So I, I don't know why they aren't doing more in terms of just sneaking him out of the backfield on like you know arrow routes, circle yeah. routes, those type of things. You know, late release type things. Uh, that isn't entirely clear. That would be an easy way to sort of change things up. Uh, but yeah, obviously he's a really really dangerous player. Uh, with the ball in his hands, and and if you can get it to him where he's basically already through the you know behind the defensive line, that few that many defenders out of the way already, he he can run through DBs, he can you know beat linebackers with strength as well as you know quickness. Uh, it it just becomes another option, and and we've talked about this, and and gonna keep harping on it until they do it. Is just put your eleven best dudes on the field and and form the offense around them. If that's if that's Right lately, that's been Damian Ratley's been part of that. If that means getting you know more multiple back sets with like a Dearness Johnson or Dontrell Hilliard or whatever, uh, but you know if you're just going by efficiency, and obviously it's a very limited sample size, your best two receivers right now by target are Odell Beckham and Damian Ratley. So those are seemingly easy ways to do that. And Ratley obviously is fast, in addition to everything else. So he's another one that could potentially create space for a Nick Chubb underneath uh, and those type of things. And I think those are some of the things they aren't, haven't done as well. I think when, Luke, when they lost Najoku and they lost quite a bit of, you know, raw speed, uh, I think that sort of hurt them in that respect because you go to Farrell Brown and you go to, uh, you go to, uh, what's his face? Ricky Seals-Jones. Well, he's, he's actually really reasonably athletic, but uh, the other dude who can't block. Demetrius Harris. That's him. 
uh, you know, these guys are reasonably athletic, but they just don't have the raw speed of a Njoku. And then you have Landry, who's not particularly fast. And He's, him up- in these long developing pass routes, it's, 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 it's a disservice to him. It's a disservice to the offense. Find a way to just plug him in the slot. Um, look, he's quicker than he is fast, but he knows this. It's, you know, I mean, him running these 20, 25-yard routes, it's just a waste of freaking running these 20, 25-yard routes. Yeah, well, I mean, look, if nothing else, it's just it's a matter of, look, I expect the Ravens are going to do what these other teams have done and play a lot of off-man coverage. But that doesn't mean you you don't still have guys like Beckham or, in this case, Ratley push push them deep and still create those underneath seams to a guy like Landry, to a guy like Chubb, to a guy, if it's Ricky Seals-Jones or whoever. But put your best dudes out there and, and run the offense through them. And, and I think some of the play calling is overstated in terms of the criticism it's getting. But obviously fourth and nine draw, you know, that ain't it. Uh, but some of this is, is right, and it's just not getting executed properly, which is certainly a thing that has to get dealt with uh, if they're going to win this game. And um, Baker, step up as opposed to stepping out. Uh, do yourself a disservice in that way at least – if the, you know, the initial part of the play is not there, you're going to get yourself down to second, third, fourth possible options. And if green grabs, you can only take three yards and slide, buddy. Um, you know, can't go yard on every play. It's just not in the cards. It's just not the way things go. He knows it, and you're probably going to see uh, a bounce back this week from Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns passing game. Today's Locked On Browns is sponsored by Packed Car Insurance. Here's a question I've always wondered. Why do you have to pay for your insurance on your vehicle when you're not always using your vehicle? With Pact, you can now pause your car insurance when you're not driving. That's right. You can pause your auto insurance from their easy-to-use app. Pact is a top-five rated car insurance app because you can go get a quick quote instantly, change your policy for free, and now pause your coverage. In an error of Uber, in an error of Lyft, you don't necessarily need to always have the auto coverage on your car if you're not going to use it. Available on both the iPhone and Android. Go to PackedAuto.com. That's P-A-C-T-A-U-T-O.com to get a quote and start imagining the possibilities. Thanks to the good folks over at Packed Auto. Pete's going to hit you with the Bluetooth. And then we got predictions and key players for Sunday in Baltimore. Right, so the Browns play on, uh, early on Sunday at 1 o'clock, so that probably means Jeff likes his odds at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> I'm not so sure, but either way, he should probably consult the good folks at Blue Chew as always. Uh, making sure that uh, he's got the uh, performance up to, uh, well, his version of par. Uh, BlueChew.com, that's blue, like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis. You know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. They'll take care of you in terms of making it easy to get a prescription, make it easy in terms of getting discreet shipping, if that's that's what you feel you need. Uh, but either way, uh, Plug in the promo code locked on to uh, get some savings on that. Make make it easy. Take care of the spouse so she can take care of you. Or 
maybe in Jeff's case, put up with you. But in any case, uh, as always, appreciate the uh, sponsorship of those folks and uh, putting up with us. Yes, the folks over at Blue Chew, thank you as always for the sponsorship of Locked On Browns and the promo code, all caps, locked space on. Okay, Pete, on O, on D. For the Browns offense to win on Sunday, player X must have a huge day. Well, I mean, how, how is it anyone other than Baker Mayfield? That's fair. That's fair. If it wasn't Baker Mayfield, Pete, that one's assumed. Well, I mean, if, if I'm going to say who who needs to have who, like who's a player who could you know have a have a, a big impact and sort of help the Browns out on some of these things, um, you know, we've spotlighted him. I, I'd like to see more of him, so I'll, I'll go ahead and say Damian Ratley from that standpoint. Um, look, the, the confidence is building, and the thing with Damian Ratley, I mean, a lot of these catches, I mean, they're contested, they're over the middle, and uh, you know. That's it's good for him. It's you know he's got the body. He's got the one thing that you know even when Callaway comes back, even when Higgins comes back, Damian Ratley's got the one thing these other four guys don't. He's got a little bit of size, got a little bit of thickness to him. Uh, defensive side of the ball, you know, other than hopefully you know Miles Garrett knocking Lamar Jackson all over the inner harbor of Baltimore, who's going to be a key? Uh, I'll say Olivier Vernon. I mean, I think this is a game where he can really show his value. I think he's been been good. I think he's been close to a lot of things. Uh, this may be the week where he finally gets on the stat sheet the way people would like, uh, but he's been nothing short of great for this point. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's time to start, you know, putting out the fact that you're grading well as a player and look for those people who are, you know, obviously want some production, sure. And it's not like Olivier doesn't want some production himself. So, uh, look, I mean, it's – Somebody's going to run, you know, obviously somebody's rushing from either side. And, you know, with Lamar, obviously the goal is to contain him. So to do that, you're going to hopefully rush him into somebody else. Um, but, you know, in the old worlds of Al Davis, the other team's quarterback must go down and he must go down hard. So that's the plan there. Pete, prediction time. Well, I, I expect it's going to be a low-scoring affair. Um, this just – I think turnovers are going to be a big deal in this one. You know, if the Browns can cause them, I think they're going to have some success. I'm hoping it doesn't come out down to this, but it may. The battle between the kickers, because the Ravens have one of the better kickers in the league, and Justin Tucker, and although he's done well lately, uh, Austin Seibert uh, may have to make a big kick at the end of uh, at the end of this one to win. For me, I, I, think, I think Cleveland's going to score easily in the 20s. I think this is the week. It's all going to come together offensively. Um, I think Odell's, Odell's going to give you an Odell performance, 100-plus and a touchdown. Uh, I, I, I'm not sold on who they played yet. This, they, this is easily by far in which the entire second string secondary. This is going to be the best defensive unit Baltimore has faced yet. This is certainly the best pass rush they've faced. Um, I don't, you know, Baltimore could score in the teens. Uh, I, 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 you know, I can see that, but I, I don't see not getting to the point. It's going to get corrected. It's going to get righted. If it doesn't, it's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people pointing fingers at the Cleveland Browns and a lot of big media having their laughs. So uh, we'll see. Um, obviously, we'll have this for you, you know, uh, final kickoff. 
I mean, final whistle on Sunday. We'll sit down to give you your Lockdown Browns post-game show. Uh, obviously, to Pete and the boys over at Streetsboro, good luck tonight. Wish you guys all the best of luck. Pete's work over, Browns Maven, and uh, obviously, you know, go to SI, click on Cleveland Browns. It'll take you right through the whole Maven thing of all the work and everything Pete's got going on over there. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore the show itself, at Lockdown Browns, all lowercase. Always follow back account. DMs are always open. Anything you guys need, hit me up over there. Uh, we will be giving away a Zabo apparel shirt this week. I think I'll do it again, like that over-under type of thing on three, four players or whatever like that. Maybe we'll go a little deeper with it and get some defensive players in here, but it was nice to give out some gear there. Uh, and obviously, guys, always check out the folks over at ZaboApparel.com. Me, personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs open. Anything you need. Questions, comments. Tell me how much you hate me. Tell me how much you love me. Fire up over the DMs over there. We'll put a bow on this here. Um, this has been your Pack to Auto Insurance Lockdown Browns pregame show. So we talk next time, kids. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns. <laughs>